0: Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. Please support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give.
1: This is Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice. To people with special needs.
0: Podcasting since 2008. This is the show where we're broadcasting disability stories from an insider's perspective and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. This is your weekly guide to find and joy, acceptance, and inclusion.
1: I shudder thinking how.
0: I should unmute myself. Coming up on the Special Chronicles show, episode 381, we welcome Dr. Alicia Bazzano, Chief Health Officer at Special Olympics International, to to talk about return to play protocol and and important health guidelines for all Special Olympics programs. Tune in right now on SpecialChronicles.com. Welcome back to the fine groundbreaking show, Special. Qu- on on dot com, my name is Daniel, founder of Special Chronicles and a Southern Shreveo International Global Merchant of Special Olympics. So excited! Please uh, put your hands together as we welcome uh, Doctor Alicia Bazano, the first the first ever Chief Health Officer for our Special Olympics Movement. Okay. Hi! Awesome. Good to good. to, I, I, I'm glad we finally uh, found a time in both of our busy schedules, um, doing this global pandemic to 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 have you on the the uh, um, special clinical show.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm very very excited to talk to you, and especially to get to talk about returning to activities.
0: Yes. Yeah, so so let's. Um. Uh, this is. Uh, I. I. have um, been doing some preparation for our time together as you can see in the show notes that. Um, uh, and so for um, a lot of our new, for, well, for a, a lot of our new listeners, um, uh, why don't you introduce let be, begin with having you introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us about your family, your professional background and your connection to our special Olympics movement and in particular to our health programs.
2: Oh, thank you! I I am so excited to be here. I've only been with Special Olympics for just, international for but just about a year, and it has been absolutely an incredible year. I am a pediatrician by training, and I've worked with children and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities as as a doctor and in programs throughout the U S and then internationally as well. And I started a community clinic for children and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. That's an inclusive health clinic. Um, it's integrated physical and mental health in Los Angeles. I got involved with special Olympics in, Oh, and I'm a parent actually too. Um, I got involved with special Olympics though. So I, I was, at the World Games in 2015 in Los Angeles, yeah. where my clinic was. And my kids were sitting in the stands at the Coliseum with everybody else. And we absolutely loved it and said, this is the way things need to be. The the unified uh, atmosphere, the happy attitudes, the courage and the strength of the athletes who were competing was so impressive that my kids couldn't tell the difference between special olympics athletes and other athletes who might not be special olympics athletes and i said to myself i want us all to to work together and that's where i want to be is in this kind of a world and so it took a while i became a clinical director and volunteered at healthy athletes in southern california and When this position opened up, I was so excited to be able to lead the health work around the world for Special Olympics. And I have a lot that I know that we should be doing and a lot that we can be doing and a lot right now that we are doing during (laughs) COVID.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I also was at the 2015 world games. I wasn't competing, but I was producing a daily live, uh, well, live to tape, uh, on podcasts during those games. And yeah, that, that was an amazing, amazing um, uh, uh, event. And what you just said of how your trident had said that, they couldn't tell the difference between the unified partners and the athletes in special Olympics. When um, my mom, when, when we were sitting in the press booth at the um, fast forward to the, doing the 50th anniversary and the unified cup finals here in Chicago. uh, uh, And, my, my mom said the same thing that 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 you and your children said that like she couldn't tell the difference between the unified partners and the traditional um, and I feel like and I'm sure what we'll get into hopefully in this conversation uh, on this episode is that what what is what has been happening for uh, however long we've we've had the unified sports programs uh, where you can not tell the difference hopefully we can break down some more when it comes to the health programs and well, yes, doctors and health professionals might need to have more understanding, but also maybe will, they will see that, that they can't really tell the difference as well. Is that true?
2: Oh my goodness. Exactly. Yes. That's all of what inclusive health is. Is very much about there are everybody has unique needs. Whether you've got an intellectual or developmental disability, or whether you've got diabetes, everyone has a unique need um, in in medicine and healthcare. And our goal is to make sure that those needs are met, and that people with intellectual disabilities get treated the same as everyone else. Awesome. And eventually, we really want to get to a place where there's no big difference. Uh, in where it's, there is right now um, in the number of health conditions and how, how severe the health conditions are for people with intellectual disabilities. When when I do my job right and when we do our jobs right as physicians and as health professionals, we'll get to a place where the that people who have intellectual disabilities live just as long and happy and healthy lives as people who don't have intellectual disabilities.
0: Awesome and um, d- d- a brief side note before we move back into like the main topic for the show, uh, for the yeah. episode today. But my sister, uh, who is a few years younger than me, but uh, so she just got married last May. Um, but she is a doctor of physical therapy. So I actually back when she was she whole well for the I've only lived here for like where I am right now and for the past five years. But when we moved from our house to this small apartment she was she, her bedroom was, was actually right where I'm broadcasting from right now so and so we I surprised her one time and um, brought her on the show last minute um, but she talked a lot about it was like you know last year of grad school getting her doctorate and she she talked about um, working with those of us with um, with with a intellectual Disabilities uh, in the physical therapy, but I this the same thing can I, I think be said for any health programs.
2: Yes, yeah, I think so. Is she part of the movement? Is she, she part she, of our healthy athlete screening
0: program? I or don't or think so. I'll I'll have to ask her again. But um, I I think when in college she, I think she and some of her classmates did some, um, did some work with with the, um, with our healthy athletes here in Illinois, so.
2: Very uh, nice. Uh, yeah. And for your listeners uh, and viewers, Healthy Athletes is our health screening program that we do. Generally, we do it at our events, and we've done over the past 20 years, more than 20 years, we've done 2 million screenings, health screenings in every Every part of the body, every um, specialty like uh, hearing and vision and dental and overall health and all the way down to your feet with podiatry. Okay. So we, this is a fantastic program that we just expanded. And it was the start of our health work, which has just blossomed so much um, that I am excited to get to talk to you about it. And even now we are in such a transition time. Um, with COVID, we're, we're still right out there trying to reduce the and prevent uh, any conditions that people with intellectual disabilities might be getting.
0: Awesome. And so now as we, we, we move back on, um, I think I, I want to say it was, I think it started around the games in the World Games in 2015 with um, partnering with the, um, the Galasano Foundation. Um, sure. And so with that, uh, you, as I mentioned at the, at the top of the program just 10 minutes ago, you're the 1st ever chief health officer for our Special Olympics movement. So tell us uh, uh, about why this job was created for you as a chief health officer, your day-to-day operations, the importance, the, the vital importance for this leadership role within our global movement at Special Olympics.
2: Oh, thank you! This is a very exciting time for Special Olympics to to be able to uh, to really, really deeply get embedded in the health work. Um, we know that to be a healthy to 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 be at your best as an athlete, you have to be healthy. And beyond that, as a movement, we absolutely need to represent the health of people with. People with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, Since 2012, actually, we've partnered with the Golisano Foundation, and our health work started with healthy athletes over 20 years ago, really just exploded with our partnership with Golisano, the Golisano Foundation, into our healthy communities. So that's not just the health screenings and the follow-up that we do there and the training that we do there, but it's also all of the ongoing health work. So you've probably seen, especially during COVID, all of the fitness work that we do, um, including Mm -hmm. our fitness videos, our school of strength, our fit five, all of that work is the ongoing health work we do. The nutrition, the physical activity, um, the healthy habits, the making sure that we are doing a lot of education on prevention, the working with families in our family health forums. And we really have a a program that starts from the moment. We want to start from the moment you get that diagnosis all the way through your lifespan um, to make sure that we are health partners all along the way. So from the youngest athlete and young athletes, making sure they are healthy all the way through the older um, athletes and making sure that they have, the the proper supports that they need as well. So it's very much a long lifetime support program. And we have the ongoing health work, the screening work, the training of the health professionals that we're doing around the world. We've trained over 200,000 health professionals, both in healthy athletes and in universities. Um, And then we're doing advocacy. Uh, You talked about our health messengers. Uh, We have over 2,000, uh, athletes and families who are right out there um, very much on the, uh, delivering the messages, advocating for health equity, meaning that uh, people with intellectual disabilities have the same opportunities for health as people without intellectual disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we do that. And if you package all of that together, that's a healthy community. And we're on our way to getting 100 healthy communities uh, around the Special Olympics uh, globally. So it's very, very exciting. This is the first time that we were able to put this all together and have someone who was a doctor, yeah. as well as a as in public health, as well as I have to say, uh, as you know, I'm a big, big fan of Special Olympics yeah. and um, and very, very much support the movement, support sports as a form of Uh, of well-being, both your health and your physical well-being, as well as your social and emotional health and well-being
0: there. Yeah, I know. And uh, um, um, we'll we'll mention our good friend Hannah. for uh, fellow SSI GM and, and health messenger from Colorado. But when, when we were at World Games in Abu Dhabi uh, last year, we um we actually did an Abu Dhabi Daily Show episode at the Strong Minds discipline. Um which I, I know not a lot of I know we don't have it yet in Illinois and I know not a lot of programs have it yet. But yeah, it's it's important yeah. I, I think that we that we added that discipline to w- what we offer in athletes.
2: Absolutely. I'm so glad that we're working on social and emotional health and well-being in in healthy athletes. And beyond that, um, even our global movement is looking towards considering both the physical well-being and how much fit fit our movement is, um, how healthy they are physically, and how healthy they are emotionally. Um, And we very much are looking for that's all part of reducing isolation um, in, and feeling that sense of belonging. So we do this, we do give coping strategies and we do screenings during Strong Minds. And we have a very uh, a much larger program for emotional health and wellness um, education, whether it's in the families with the family health forums or some of the work that we do in, in different countries uh, that, that work towards Uh, education on social emotional well-being and even exercise itself that is a very well-known treatment for depression yeah so just just getting out there and exercising is a wonderful coping skill for 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 all of us
0: awesome yeah i know my um girlfriend georgia and uh, i've got a picture of her above here i've got some other pictures of her in the studio here too but both of us have to be met in the athlete leadership programs uh, and cause we both swim. Um, but um does, uh, quick, you, you mentioned the fit five and school of strength and some of these, um these awesome programs that we have. Um, we actually, when the back and March, when the global pe- pe- pandemic already, um started here in the U S um, we actually launched in partnership with our health programs here in Illinois, but then also, I also kind of got a request to, to do this from um, from your team uh, 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 at the international level as well, but we have a health podcast mini-series, five episodes, so actually pods zero, so actually if you include part zero, it's actually more like six six episodes, um, and uh, people can go to com slash um, health. Uh, let me put that up on the... Not whoops, not that one. Um, they can go to specialchronicles.com slash health. I, I think I spelled that right. So we will check that. Did I spell that right? Specialchronicles.com dot com slash health. Um, people can can go there. I'm getting from beh- behind the scenes. A uh, thumbs up. So, um, but and we we walk through. And, and, and in to the COVID nineteen and then um, fitness and um and nice. different things. So um definitely w- recommend recommending that to our listeners. Um so let's let's move on and can you give us an overview of the we tone to play um, um, uh, um protocol? Uh we'll we'll put a link to this PDF as well as all the resources, all the new resources that um I know um uh, that uh, at Special Olympics had tweeted um, uh, the beginning of this week, but uh, yeah, yeah, g- give us an overview of this We Tone activities protocol.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, it we did. Uh, there was a long development process where we really consulted um, health and health and sport authorities. We made sure that we were um, following the CDC guidance and the. World Health Organization guidance and similar guidance. And we got a lot of input from athletes, from families, from uh, from members of the movement, um, from the programs themselves. Above all, we wanted to absolutely ensure that the health and safety of all the members of the movement were our top priority. We wanted to, at the same time, try to get as much participation as we could and and. We're And at the same time, just recognize that we're a sports organization, but we're beyond a typical sports organization because we are a movement that is by and for and with people with intellectual disabilities so that our guidance was going to look different. It, it was based on the particulars of our sports, of our health, our leadership programs, our schools programs. We needed to take the, the risks into consideration there and really do different kinds of education. So what we came up with was phases. We have the red phase, which is everybody's uh, in stay at home. And then the yellow, sorry, the orange, yellow, green. And the orange is the first phase out. We have activities with less than 10 participants. The yellow is the next phase and that's with uh, less, than, less than or equal to 50 participants. And then finally, when we do get to um, out of the pandemic in terms of we've got vaccines or we've got no real reported cases, then we'll get to the green zone where we don't have uh, size restrictions on this. So we developed that. And then I, uh, we really thought about what each of these, um, what each of these phases needed. And they really did need a lot of education beforehand uh, of all the members of the movement. We have a code of conduct that everybody is expected to, to adhere to and understand that's the do's and don'ts do stay six feet apart, do social distance, do keep your mask on um, when you're not doing exercise, do wash your hands. Um, uh, don't come to activities. If you have symptoms, don't come if you've been, if you've had COVID or COVID exposure. Um, so we really have been, trying our best to make sure that everybody knows the do's and don'ts, that we're all educated before we get there, and that we can make the play on the, the field as safe as, as we possibly can, even if it's 10 people or less. So, putting awesome. signs out, making sure that you only use your own equipment and you're not sharing equipment or sharing water bottles, um, keeping that social distancing, keeping a close eye on who's there in case something does happen, um, monitoring everybody's symptoms, and then being able to trace if if somebody does get COVID, sticking with the authorities, making sure we, we do everything that we need to for our authorities, and making sure that we have um, er- everybody we're aware of who was there in case we would need to get in touch with them.
0: Awesome. And um, for the second time, I know that you have a, a, uh, another call. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to continue this conversation um, with a part two in in the coming weeks when we can get that scheduled. Um, but there's a few, um, yeah, I, I want to yeah, get, because we have a, a, a lot more important health guidelines to, to get to, but we'll have to continue that in part two. I want to let everybody know that in, um, behind the scenes, I'm told that since 2012, we have partnered with the um, Golisano Foundation and I have been doing health work for over 20 years. Over 80% of healthcare professionals don't have the training to treat those with ID. And um, so I want to, before we get to um, some final thoughts for this part one, um, just um, if uh, we could just play a quick uh, two-minute um, 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 sponsor break. Is that okay? And, and And then we'll come back to wrap up for part one. So uh, our guest is Dr. Alicia Bassano. Uh, You are listening to the Special Chronicles show. Uh, We'll be right back after the short break. Don't pause. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, my name is Lisa Noble, and I'm a Comed Energy Force Ambassador and an athlete with Special Olympics Illinois.
0: Hi, my name is Daniel Spakowski, and I also am a Comed Energy Force Ambassador and founder of a company called Special Chronicles.
1: The Common Energy Force program is a program that hires people with disabilities to teach the public how to save energy and money. It's the country's first energy efficiency program of its kind. Saving energy is especially important while everyone is at home due to COVID nineteen. We're using more electricity than ever before. Just think about how many more times you are opening the refrigerator door these days.
0: And while the economy is stressed, it's more critical than ever to save money where we can. Following these tips can save energy and money in this time of COVID-19.
1: Wash your clothes in cold water and use the dryer sparingly. Your dryer can take up to seven times more energy than the washer. Turn off and unplug any electrical devices or power strips you are not using.
0: Electrical devices can continue to zap power even when turned off if they're still plugged in. We call them vampire devices. Use LED bulbs. They use 25% less energy than incandescent bulbs and last up to 25 times longer, saving you lots of money over time. Keep your
1: refrigerator between 35 and 38 degrees.
0: And be sure to use energy-style appliances.
1: And last but not least, check out commentcom slash
0: savings for more tips and rebates. Lisa and I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to us today.
1: Remember, we are all in this together.
0: Stay healthy.
1: And stay safe. Bye. We're not just athletes.
0: We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters.
2: In a rebellion against anyone
0: who has a fear of difference. Difference.
1: Difference. Our demands are
2: equality. Equality.
1: Equality. Dignity. 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 And the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more more divided divided than ever. And coming together has never been more urgent the revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org.
0: You are listening to the Special Chronicles show right here on specialchronicles.com. I want to remind you that, again, you can text GIVE to 833-953-2598. That's text GIVE to 833-953-2598. Uh, go to com, and uh, we thank you for your generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Uh, and just it in the um uh, we'll, we'll 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 lift up that third that fourth wall, um, but um, Dr. Alicia, you said you, that your next call is at six thirty central.
2: Yes, I uh, it's a uh, six thirty Eastern time. I have oh. a call with the CDC. Actually, it's about COVID. Okay. So we um, we are. I've been talking to the CDC since February since January about COVID, and we've been really keeping in touch. And, and I will say that um, it's going to be a long haul. We're still looking at probably no very large events, at least through the end of this. We're looking through the end of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and
2: so uh, I think COVID is going to be with us for quite a while, okay. as have probably seen. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to do as much as we can to protect ourselves
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and to protect everyone in the movement, which is why we developed the Return to Activities Protocol the way we have. Um, and it's why oh fantastic yeah. that is so good to see
0: yeah it's a united branded mask but yeah
2: very good that's fantastic we do from we did a covid survey with our athletes and actually found that about 80 percent of them are uh doing uh, wearing masks so we still have i get 20 percent to go uh, yeah. uh, to make sure uh that we're doing everything we should but I will say that everything that I've seen has been very, very positive. And we have a lot of resources for those who uh, are interested through the programs on our websites. We've, we've very much been trying to do a lot with regard to prevention, to know, to know what are those things that you can do to prevent COVID, and to know how to stay fit and healthy. You mentioned uh, that we've mentioned the fitness mm-hmm. work a couple of times especially the online fitness work when you have to stay at home um, the mental health and, and emotional coping skills. We just finished with our mindfulness work and our strong minds work is ongoing. And then um, we've been working with, uh, with, with athletes like uh, Hannah, who you mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, who's, who's been doing uh, who's been doing a wonderful video on what to do if you are in the healthcare setting for COVID and how to cope how to get what you need out of the healthcare setting and how to advocate for yourself. And so I'd very much invite everybody to go to the website also um, to, to look at our COVID resources specifically around advocating for yourself. Awesome. Um, I would absolutely love to have a chance to come back and yeah. get to talk to you more. If it wasn't the CDC who I yeah. had to call with, I would be on for the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, so, it's been a great pleasure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's been a great joy talking to you. So before we let you go and get on the call with, with the CDC, who that is um, very uh, important. Uh, for, um, but uh, just on, on behalf of my fellow uh, over 5 million athletes from across the globe, thank you for uh, the work that you're doing as our chief health officer for the uh, movement and I'm um, looking forward to having you on for part two. Um, but uh, just to, to kind of wrap up um, uh, this part one in a nice bowl, um, you want to just share your final thoughts on your overall time here today on the Special Chronicle Show and impact on our mainstream community and what inclusion means to you?
2: Oh, thank you so much. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been watching and listening and who's been supporting our movement it, if you, if you ask me what inclusion means uh, to me, it absolutely means that we are in that people with intellectual disabilities are out front leading the movement, so that the world can see that intellectual difference, whatever other kind of difference, it doesn't make a difference, and we all should be treated equally.
0: Absolutely. So thank, thanks again once again our guest on the Special chronicle Show, episode three hundred and eighty. One has been Dr. Alicia Bassano, Chief Health Officer with Special Olympics. I know a lot of you um, listening have been putting in your questions in the comments, um, like Hannah that we mentioned. And also, Wene is uh, another SSI GM and health messenger as well from Hawaii. Um, But I, I know Hannah and a bunch of other listeners have been putting the questions in the comments. We saw your, um, your questions, um, including questions from behind the scenes as well, and we will answer your questions in part two. So I will compile those questions, and we will uh, – is that okay, Dr. Alicia? Uh, I'm really
2: very excited to answer and to come back. So thank you so much for having me. And, and uh, everybody who's out there who's listening, thank you, and uh, be healthy and safe.
0: And until then, remember to show compassion – Uh, Show unconditional love, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you next week. Until then. Until next week, we memble, choose to include...
1: Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. There you go.